Welcome to Transform and Thrive. Your host, Helen Lee, examines the opportunities and practical solutions for individuals and organizations to transform and thrive in these times. She shares her wisdom and that of other changemakers impacting our world. Tune in for innovative and holistic tools and empowering strategies to reinvent yourself and or your organization and flourish in a world facing different crises. Hi, this is Helen Lee. Welcome to Transform and Thrive. This is the third part of an interview with Mei Sim, Asia's top psychological astrologer. She explained that as a psychological astrologer, she goes beyond the predictions that people so love and delves into helping them optimize their lives by identifying and removing barriers that hold them back from being their best selves. Let me introduce May Sim once more, especially for those who have not listened to the first two parts, episodes 49 and 50 as yet. May has been a psychological astrologer for the last 16 years. She has been helping thousands of clients with their life purpose and career and teaching astrology to people from more than 26 countries. She's the first Asian to graduate from the International Academy of Astrology in the US and is even a member of the faculty now, amazingly creating the syllabus for psychological astrology. May's own self-astrology academy is the top psychology astrology academy in Asia. She was gutsy enough to leave a general manager position at age 24 to pursue entrepreneurship in astrology. The bold move has brought her clients who are high-flying executives, business owners, and others, supporting them to transition from dissatisfying jobs to empowering and fulfilling work that allows them to use their strengths, which she helps them identify in the first place. May has also been engaged by government bodies and major corporations in Singapore to speak on world patterns, trends, and potential future events and probable directions. And now, let's hear May tell you herself about what exactly she does for clients and students of her academy. She also briefly touches on other things in response to a couple of questions I had for her bringing up an interesting concept or two, which I will comment on at the end of this discussion. Enjoy listening. Tell me a bit about your work itself. How do you help each person? I am primarily a psychological astrologer. Yes. So this by itself is, uh, is kind of a modern concept because astrology, as you probably know, is usually associated with fortune telling and predictions and things like that so traditionally it's always been that case but I think uh with the advent of psychology that happened uh in the last century or so there have been quite a few astrologers who have been working uh so I I stand on the shoulders of giants who have done the legwork in the decades past who have made the correlation between human behavior human desires and our motivations with what is in our astrological chart so i've only continued in that tradition by trying to find ways that 
not only do the do my research, but to be able to convey my research to regular people. And one of the biggest problems with astrology is that it's so difficult. And I know most people think it's so simple. It's like, oh, you're just a Gemini or a Libra or whatever, what have you. It's, it really isn't. So the chart is highly complex and it takes even some of my most serious students yeah. years just to get to a point where they can effectively read a chart. So you see, what's, what doesn't work is forcing people to learn this stuff and uh, they, they're not going to do it. So which means one of the challenges that I took up when I started this, this business was that I wanted to make astrology very accessible to people and that you don't have to be the world's biggest expert in, astro in astrology. I want to use technology to be able to get the, the simplest of information out to people so that they can use it immediately in their lives. So when it comes to psychological astrology, the important thing is that it does two things. The first is that it helps people to understand why some of these negative patterns show up again and again. So yeah. the common ones are why some people are always broke and, or why some people go through one relationship <coughs> after another uh, not being able to commit properly. There are people who go from job to job to job and they're just never fully satisfied. And, and the thing is, it's not, um, it's not something that you can go ask your doctor. And it's not something that you can just go to any mentor who's necessarily able to just tell you to your face that, um, that this is going to be the problem. And I think uh, being able to find the root cause of why people do what they do is, uh, is very illuminating for a lot of my students. Because I found that uh, most people are smart enough to know that if you find that one silly thing that you do in your life that creates a problem again and again, most people stop. And sometimes, you know, and, and I think sometimes when we look into astrology or transformative programs and people are expecting to be, I don't know, like, give me something awesome. And quite often, I'm just removing things. I haven't given them anything at all. I'm simply removing this barrier that they have to being great. And that brings me to the second thing, which is that psychological astrology also is about removing that barrier to the potential of what this person could, could produce in their lives. If they, mean how do you remove how do you remove it? So it, removing it is is like um it's a certain usually some kind of a limiting belief that they have about themselves. So there are there are people who think that oh because I'm a woman that if oh. I started a business that yeah. uh, I that you know sometimes a woman goes into a pitch for example she's pitching for investor money let's just see and if she's in the waiting room and she notices that everybody else there is a man there are women who walk in there and think that well they'll probably not pick me because I, I'm disadvantaged because I'm female and then the rest are men you see yeah. and then there are people who don't have that mindset so the this thing is, is a false belief, basically. it's a yeah. false belief right because the, the thing is and the funny thing is the more you believe in it the more it happens so the, sure. the more she, she believes that she's, uh, I'm going to be disadvantaged because I'm female, then she's going to go in there and sabotage herself. Yeah. Because then she's going to start making references to the fact that she's female. She's going to start um, suggesting to them that, well, you probably invest in him and not me. You see, so what they don't realize is that the limiting beliefs translates into specific behavior that sabotage yourself over and over again. Absolutely. Or and lots of people think that they're going to be limited in a marriage, for example. I, I know lots of people who, if you ask them, well, um, you, you're happy with this person? Like, have you thought of getting married? And they go like, oh, I don't want to limit myself. And, and for me, it's like, wow, you're, you're in love with this person. You've had a great relationship for a number of years. And there's a reason why you're still together. So it's like, I'm not saying that they have to get married. I actually don't care either way. But, but my point is, why did you think that being married would limit you? 
And what is it about this union that makes you feel that you would be limited by it? So I'm more interested in the how did you come to this conclusion rather than what they actually do, if you you get what I'm trying to say. So it's like that that people can make decisions from choice. To understand that at every stage and, and at every moment, you can decide what you want to do. And, yeah. and often when I speak with people, I tell them that you could stand up right now and just walk away. You could absolutely do that. You don't have, you're not obligated to continue this conversation with me. But notice that you're happy to do so. You at, at least as far as I can see, you're you're sitting here of your own free will speaking with me while you could be technically doing anything else at this moment, is this idea of choice. That at any one moment, if something doesn't work for you, you can you can and you should probably walk away. Yeah. Right. And and that and and it's also powerful to realize that if you did want to do something, go do it. Just go do it. It's like there's absolutely nothing stopping you at all. And I think this is um and quite a lot of people would say that, oh, you know, I probably can't do this because I'm too young or I'm I'm too fat, I'm 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 too poor, or it's like I'm I'm the wrong, I'm the wrong skin color. Oh, you know, there, there are all these stories that come up that none of it is true. Yep. Yep. None of it is true. <laughs> so you call it removing, yeah. I call it clearing, right? With yes. my it's the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I take people inward to do that so that they are not coming from the mind. They, they, they still do sometimes, okay? Yeah. Especially once they get out of it. But um, that that's one way to take is to take them inward and then connect them with what's what's already there inside basically yes. you know and then they come to also know uh, the answers themselves actually you know so that's yes. that's my approach yeah and you know so the, one of the advantages I think um, from from practicing astrology for so long is that I I love that moment when the student knows enough astrology to look into their chart. And they actually see the story. And they know that I'm not shitting them. So when I tell them that they're good at something or that they have this potential to do something great, and it's not me being nice. Like I and I I'm, I'm nice, but I'm not that nice. Like I, I'm not gonna lie, like sugarcoat something. No, but no, you is that, that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't believe in sugarcoating because that's essentially oh. lying to people. But the thing is, if you look into your own chart. You look at it yourself, you know, and if you see something in your chart and, and of course, the nature of most people is to be very humble and very Asian, like they, they would hold themselves back and say that, oh, you know, this, this could play out in this way. And I said, well, let, let me try now. And then I would read their chart and without changing anything, just reading off from what I see there. And I tell them, you could absolutely do this. And I think for, for people to sort of see for themselves that if you agree with the negative stuff, and I say some pretty negative things about people from the chat because it says so, and it is probably true. But if the negative stuff is true, then the positive stuff will be as well. So I think that's the magic for a lot of people is that if this thing is accurate, then why am I in my own way? Hmm. And I think for a lot of people, that's um, is yeah, a magic moment. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's for them. And I, I often have students asking me, it's like, wow, me, are you saying that this is written into my life from the moment I was born? And I'm like, well, it would appear to be so. Yeah, it it's would appear- yeah. yeah, it's what we came here to experience and <laughs> to, to, to resolve. Yeah. And you know, I have a very down-to-earth method of, of explaining it to them. I, I've asked people, you know, sometimes when you buy a piece of electronics and it comes with a instruction manual and you know yes. how most people don't bother reading it and yes. it's like, you just sort of stash it in the box and then you just like try and figure out on your own. Yes. And the thing yes. is, every now and then, 
if you actually sit down and read that manual, how this thing is supposed to work, and you'll be like, hey, I did not know that my device could do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know how even in the past when we used to have like VCRs and LD players and refrigerators and whichever, if you actually read the operating manual, you're like, I did not know it had this feature <laughs> in, in the back at, at the back of the machine, right? And so this is why I tell people reading your astrology chart is like that. It's like you always had that feature. You just never bothered to go check it out. You never tried it. And when you tried it, you're like, dang, it's like I've been doing things the hard way all, all my life. I could have just pressed this button and it's done, right? And why did you not use the feature that was there? <laughs> it's, it's part of knowing what we have already inside us, yes, right? Yes, so yes, just yes. a different approach. So I think it's wonderful. Um, May, you mentioned Asian uh, clients. Do you have clients from all over the world too, like in the US? After all, you wrote the um, syllabus for, for an American yeah. academy, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think the syllabus has been, uh, I, I just want to be quite clear that the, the, the academy has probably uh, revised the syllabus um, so uh, as of this moment because I understand that they have more astrologers that are teaching the course now. So they will okay. probably have amended the syllabus. So I just wanted to be clear with that. But um, yes, I do have clients and students from outside of Singapore. Uh, but I, I, of course, I have to be quite honest to say that the, the vast majority of my students and clientele are still from the Singapore and the Malaysia space. Uh, okay. But I do, and I, I do have people coming from Switzerland, uh, the Ukraine, uh, a couple of Hawaiians, some Canadians, uh, Brazilians. Uh, funnily, I have quite a lot of Brazilian clients uh, and Colombian clients, interestingly. So, um. Yeah, I mean, but but was there something you wanted to know about my my phone? No, because I, I think you can reach the whole world, you know. Uh, I think, yeah, you know, being who you are, you can go beyond, basically, you know. And it's, well, I, I suppose it's, uh, I, I, I would take the compliment, but at the same time, I would also suggest that literally anyone can go anywhere. Yeah. And I... It's like I, there is there is a channel I follow on YouTube and it's a it's a group of Africans who live in the slums and they've they're very creative and they've gone and made gags and like funny videos and I watch it sometimes just to take my mind off work and uh, they are very clearly poor but they're very creative uh, and they speak English or whatever English they have they they use it to tell jokes and uh, like do skits and things like that. I think it's amazing. And if like, to, to me, is if, it, if it's quite obvious that their income is definitely under 100 US dollars a month, and if they can reach the world, I don't know what everybody's excuse is. Yeah. yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. Also because I'm, I'm Singaporean. And I think um, if I'm counting my blessings, I've been lucky enough to be brought up in a, an English-speaking environment. We're also very modern, very cosmopolitan in Singapore. We've welcomed people from, from all you know, shapes and sizes and races and nationalities. And at the same time, Singapore has somehow managed to keep our Asian identity, you know, still still there. We, we, haven't, we haven't lost it. Like, you know, yeah. the Malays, the Indians, Chinese, we're all still here. And I, I think by, by that score, I've been lucky enough to, to feel like I could walk into any country in the world and to speak to, to any, anybody from anywhere that we could, so. we could connect with them. And I think we've been very lucky to be born Singaporean. Yeah, it's just that I see that you can be, you know, a, a great help. You, you know, you, you're practical, you're down to earth, you to the point, you know, say it like it is, you know. Um, and I think in countries like uh, the US and UK, 
you know, you could be of great help. And my my clients, my listeners are all over the world. So that's partly why I asked you the question, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, on that note also, it's like partially because of the air era. I, I think perhaps uh, another thing that if, again, if I was counting my blessings is that because of the way the world is going, um, th- people have talked about the rise of the, the Asian dragon. And I think, I, I'm just saying it like it is. And uh, in, in, in many ways, economically and, and in terms of how people are developing, Asia is definitely looking to be able to take its place uh, in the world. As, I, as I'm speaking today, Japan and South Korea have just crashed out of the World Cup, but it did look for a moment that, uh, that they would have a fighting chance of, um, of, of really making it in, on the world stage in football. And I think that's um, this, it's just another, another instance of how lots of realms in the world that used to be dominated by the Western worlds uh, are, are starting to see a lot of Asian players right now. And this also means that Luckily for someone like me, I'm, I'm yellow skin, right? That that uh, it is even possible that we could get some of the Western world to start paying attention to um, what some of us Asian people have to say. And I think uh, I'm very lucky to be born at this time. But it also means that you know, with 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 the opportunity also comes a responsibility, and and this also means that at some point uh, a person has to decide that you want to do a bit more that you're, you're a little bit more than just helping your immediate community, that perhaps is, is there a part of you that you could spare to just um, do something for, for people who are a little bit far away, maybe we from, from a different culture, but is there something that I could share today that could maybe just make a difference? Uh, and if, if that works, uh, that's good. And maybe yeah. we we'll do this again sometime, you know? <laughs> no, I, I really think you can contribute uh, greatly as well. Um, I, I also want to ask you about uh, the war in Ukraine. You know that I've just recently interviewed uh, you know, top photographer there who has been interviewed by CNN. So I was very pleased to be able to do that. And um, he, he was also largely featured or his photographs were you know, in Time magazine in March this year. I interviewed him and his wife who, who is his artistic Manager and the whole point is that um, they they are a lovely couple. They're very conscious. You know, when a guy opened his laptop, the, the there was a Zen uh, symbol, you know, logo that came up immediately. And then he told me that he um, has a Thai uh, Buddhist monk meditation teacher who taught him vipassana. You know, when he spent three years in in uh, in Asia, Thailand, Vietnam, and I think uh, Laos or somewhere in in the region. Uh, my point is that um, um, you know it, he, he's he's your age, I think. You know, and his mm. wife is even younger, and I love absolutely love them. That they're thinking, you know, um, and and you see, they 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 spend three years in Asia. Right, um, and and these are I think people who will make a difference, you know, mm. um, and uh, I mean the guy is out in the front line, you know, helping. Not he says human first, then photographer second. Yeah. You know, I absolutely love him and his wife. You know, yeah. um, okay. My point really is actually my question really is about not about them, but um, uh, about the war in Ukraine. Mm. Uh, what's going to happen, uh, any inkling. I know you cannot predict, you know, so precisely for such yeah. things, but, you know, 
just what what do the charts tell you you know and as it happens not just them and, and not just them and not just europe but other wars in the region and all that you know will are people going to evolve enough to stop this but as it happens, I, I have spent a lot of time studying the charts of both Russia and the Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, at least for next year, the it it doesn't look like the war is going to end anytime soon for, oh. for the Ukraine. It does look like uh, the situation, I, I'm just not mincing my words, but the situation actually does get um, worse for, for, for the Ukrainians. Oh. I, even, I even see a possibility of... Um, there, there are already a lot of Ukrainians leaving the Ukraine right now. Uh, a lot of, I understand quite a lot of them have been deported to, to Russia and quite a lot of uh, mass exodus and a migration away from, from Ukraine. I, uh, it's hard to say right now. I, I haven't gone as like to, to really look into multiple years. I, I really only look at 2023. But yeah. from the patterns that I'm seeing here, it's like I, I'm not exactly sure. Like we could actually see happening in front of us right now, the this concept of people literally emptying out of their country. That means out of necessity rather than anything else. And you, you can tell that the Ukrainians are really proud to be Ukrainian, but but it's it's such that the situation is such that people have to leave their country if they are to survive. And so this is where um I, I think it's it could be something that gets played out uh, in the air eras, which is why I, I also start to think that this idea of emptying out of a country is not going to be so crazy anymore if the Ukrainians do it first. That means as long as there's a precedent, it's not it's not insane for, for people to, to understand that. And uh, I understand even, even historically, we, we've seen some of these great cities and, and places where even today, we struggle to, to to really understand where did all the people in this city go? Like, why did people just abandon complete cities like that in, in the Mayan civilizations and all? And I, I think perhaps history hasn't taught us enough yet that, that things do happen that result in people just walking away from, from where they live. And I, I think there's a chance that this could be one of them. And uh, in terms of the effect on everyone else, it's like uh, you... you I'm sure your Ukrainian photographer can can share a lot more about the actual situation in Ukraine. I, I'm just the astrologer, right? But uh, in terms of the the effect on everyone else, it's more of a mindset thing. That means this idea of a, of a nation. What does it mean? When when a few bombs are away, means that the the identity of a nation dissipates just like that. Is um, and I think people start to become very conscious of the fact that this concept of a nation is a human concept. That there is actually nothing really that stops us, even for Singaporeans, what really stops us from our friends across the, the causeway? Nothing really, <laughs> other, I, than, other than an immigration office. <laughs> I, I actually agree with what you're saying. Uh, he, however, uh, thinks that it strengthened their identity. Yeah. Okay, It's got them to come together to fight. They know what they're fighting for. And yeah. it's their yeah. freedom, their independence. You know? Yeah. Um, by the same token, um, I know that Russians have also left their country. Yes, right? yes. You exactly. know, especially the younger ones who don't like yes, what they yes. see. Yep, yep. Okay. So then it goes then to the idea of borderless countries, right? Yes, yes. And and then I, I think it in the end it's about the evolvement of humanity, right? And how we're letting go of old ideas generally. Yeah. You know. Okay. 
my but country. You know, Helen, country. I, I'm I'm a very I'm a very very grounded sort of person in in some ways, and uh, there is another example that I wanted to cite, which You're is the country. I'm I'm Taurus, yes, yeah, Taurus, so. and I and I'm born in Capricorn, so I'm very very Earth person. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, there, there's this other country called Tuvalu, and it's a it's a really really small Pacific country. The Tuvalu is is right now getting a lot of attention because they are probably one of the first countries that's going to physically disappear because of climate change. So yeah. as as the as the sea levels rise, because it's, it's an island in in the Pacific in the Pacific region. So basically, Tuvalu is going to disappear completely if the sea level rises anymore. And uh, they don't have a huge population. I understand it's less than 100,000 people. But it's it's now a physical necessity for these people to empty out of their country. At some point, they have to leave because then you'll be drowned by, by the ocean. Yeah. So the, the thing is, and, and they're starting to say, it's the same thing as, as what the photographer is saying, that it, it's starting to really strengthen their identity as a, as a tool. I don't know what the word is, a Tuvalian or a Tuvalese, that if if you were forced to move to another country, then what are you? Are, are you a new citizen in that new country or are you still Tuvalese, for example? And I think for a while, so here's where I, I get cynical and I get very grounded. For a while, people are going to feel like, no, we are Tuvalese or we are Ukrainian and that we will fight until, until our yeah. the end of our lives. But that's yeah. the problem. You will fight until the end of your lives, but your grandchildren won't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, as, as far as I remember, I've got, I've got grandparents when they were still alive. They're all gone now. But, but I, I had grandparents who still had a lot of views about Japanese people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, I, which I don't hold. I, I can very well sit down and, and I spend a lot of money on Japanese food nowadays. You know? and, and so the, the, the point being that, that there is a generation that held a grudge against the Japanese for what they did to us all those years ago, yeah. but the grandchildren don't feel the same. So yeah. the thing is, I, I'm very grounded here. If if people are forced by circumstance to leave their countries for a while, at least for their lifetimes, they will fight for as long as they live. And that's it. Yeah. I, I think we actually do need to let go of a whole lot of things, you know, that don't work anymore, right? Uh, and it's whether it's this, whether it's the Ukrainians or even the Russians, for, for example, like I'm right, you're wrong. You know, and, and then it goes back to also ownership. You know, I own this in your land, so it's my land, etc. Right? It, it goes across the board, and it's not, I'm not for or against any nation. I'm for humanity. I'm for the raising of mass consciousness. I'm for us growing up, basically, you know, and acting a lot more intelligent. Right, and I'm not talking about IQ, right? Uh, we have a whole lot more. I mean, we, we we have limited ourselves, right? IQ, then we got smart, we went into EQ, you know. But there's a whole lot more, right? There's a whole lot more to us, right? And as we were talking earlier before, you know, we started recording, you know, um, I'm not looking at the time, so I'll just wrap up as well. Uh, you you politely smiling there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, what was I saying uh, when we were talking earlier? Uh, honestly, I distracted myself, so I've forgotten now. Um, That's okay. Yeah. Well, let's wrap up then because I've forgotten now. <laughs> um, May, thank you for this time. I 
still feel that somehow, you know, we, I must arrange for you to come back, but perhaps at a later stage, let me go through this uh, interview and share and split it up and into various episodes and share it with our listeners. And um, I love that you think, you know, in a very broad way, and yet you're down to earth. That's pretty much how I am as well. Except that I scare people by making them look at what's really inside them and then making maximum use of it. And people, is amazing. I find that people run away, you know, yeah. um, because they, you know, like uh, there's a, poem by Marianne Williamson, who, who, and which uh, Nelson Mandela read at his, as part of his inaugural speech about how uh, we are more afraid of the power within us, you know, something along those lines, right, than, 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 than our weaknesses or our limitations, you know. And um, I'm, I'm wanting people to claim their power fully. And it's not true power, I'd like to say, it's not power over others, but our own fear and ego-based minds, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree. I, I think uh, this is definitely a conversation we will need to have uh, a, a, another time because this is such a huge topic. But yes. I agree that pe people are afraid of their greatness. And uh, yeah. the reason why they embrace their weaknesses and, and uh, the things that they're not strong in is because it, it, it gives you the excuses for why you haven't achieved anything useful in your life, isn't it? For every time, for every time someone says, oh, you know, I'm not a very disciplined person. And that essentially gives you the right to not hold yourself to a disciplined standard, isn't it? Well, <laughs> it's also copping out. It's also hanging exactly. on to... Uh, you know, victimhood sort of mentality or a victim mentality, okay. right? And I just think it's time for people to rise up and to be, you know, uh, rise up or step into their master and step into mastery more and more. It doesn't have to be tomorrow, you know, but get started, you know. So, so I salute you for all that you have already done and are still doing. Uh, just do take time out for yourself too. <laughs> I oh, learned it. I, I, I get told I get told that a lot and uh, I, I assure you I am. <laughs> well yeah. at, at 37 you will still you know be able to you know keep going. I, I tried to but I had to I had to take time out. So. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much, uh, May. Thank you and very I, much. It's such a pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, and you likewise. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have a great day, May, and thank you again. And how can people, I nearly forgot, how can people, I will put down anyway the, your link, but how can people get in touch with you? Well, the, the best way is uh, most people want to engage with my videos first and foremost. Uh, and the, the fastest way to look for me on YouTube is just to type my name, May Sim. And uh, you will find lots of videos uh, depending on what your interest is whether you're into psychological astrology or most people want to start with the prediction webinars actually because people find it to be a lot more relatable and it's, it's very juicy also <laughs> yes we all still love them even me you know <laughs> i find that people tend to binge watch them uh, and i uh, do apologize in advance that they're usually quite long they're usually about between three to six hours long um but at the same time it's uh, i assure people it's because i pack a lot of value in, into each of those yeah. sessions so <laughs> I mean, I, I, again, I salute you for this because you're able to get people 
to actually go through the whole you know thing, whether it's three hours or even six hours, right? So yeah, <laughs> yeah, you must be offering something useful. Yeah. No, thank thank you for that. I, and I think that's that's the other thing, isn't it? Which is that in in the in the information age, uh, information is easy to come by. At a, and it's, it's easily produced, it's easily spread. And I think what will set us apart is in terms of the value of what we are saying. And it's like, it takes time to consume content. And that means we want to make sure that people get, get I, I wouldn't say the money's worth because we're now in the air era, but I think it's to get their time's worth. And I yeah, think- yeah, because there's so much coming at us. I hope you found this episode of value to you. Do listen to the previous two episodes as well if you haven't already, and also check out May's webinars on YouTube simply by typing her name. Her webinars are awesome and well worth your time for sure. They will take you deeper into the various subjects she covers on both predictions as well as her approach to psychological astrology. When May mentioned the rise of the Asian dragons, for the benefit of those who are not familiar With what they are, the Asian dragons refer to the developed East Asian economies of Singapore, Hong Kong, South Korea, and Taiwan. They became high-income economies specializing in areas of competitive advantage by the early 21st century. Singapore and Hong Kong became leading international financial hubs while Taiwan and South Korea lead in manufacturing electronic components and devices. This gave me the opportunity to service some of the very top multinational companies, be it when I was co-running a leading regional communications consultancy of ours with my Australian business partner at the time, or when I ran my own coaching and coach training company. I was able to offer my own brand of ontological coaching to individual clients all over the world, as well as the C-suite leaders of multinationals that were primarily big-name financial institutions. It most definitely helped me that Singapore has been successful in terms of the old idea of what success is as per the earth era that May describes to us. Yet I know, for instance, of a Malaysian who has built a very successful self-development company, which refers to itself as an innovative personal transformation learning platform with a global clientele. So I reckon that regardless of race, gender, ethnicity, nationality, and even sexual preference, if we have something special to say or share and have the courage of conviction and the soul power to speak up or share it, we will get the attention we are meant to get. It is truly more a matter of us not holding ourselves back, of going beyond all ideas of lack and limitation. But having said that, At my great age, I'd also say relaxing and enjoying life as well as taking care of ourselves matters just as greatly as with everything else, it's about balance. And a quote I created years ago 
that I advocate, that I regularly advocate, is the greater the balance, the greater the power, be it physical, emotional, mental, energetic, or spiritual balance. Today, I would definitely advocate creating a balance between being all that we are meant to be, that is, our greater self, by claiming our inner power fully and exercising it to live our greatest life, which must include play, fun, and joy. Between all of that and making a difference, fulfilling our life or soul purpose without going overboard and neglecting ourselves and our own needs, whatever they may be. I would also definitely say, remember, we are in the air era, an era that leads to the golden years that will begin in about 10 years from now. It is time to do things differently by thinking and being different in the first place. Focus less on amassing and hoarding material wealth. Have as much as you need, but truly go beyond scarcity consciousness and expand your idea of what true abundance is. Many still don't get it, and that tells me that people still don't realize how magnificent their own inner self is, that you have so much wealth inside of you. Once you do, you're going to be so much freer and make choices and decisions from a much more expanded consciousness or way of thinking. Come find out more. Come join our live Zoom sessions. I'd love to see you there. Just check out transformandthrive.club where there's lots of information there. Write to us at inquiries at lehighs.com. Inquiries is spelt with an I-E-S. And Lee Heis is one word, L-E-E-H-E-I-S-S, inquiries at leeheis.com for the dates and timing. And I will be there supporting you to transform and thrive as greatly and quickly as you're ready for. I will help you stretch yourself, expand your horizons, think big, dream big, and actualize your dreams as you grow gradually or exponentially, whatever you're ready for. But you've got to be committed to real change, my beloved friends. And we can make it fun too. Meanwhile, this is Helen Lee on the Transform and Thrive show, sending you so much love and wishing you endless possibilities of great joy and freedom, peace and abundance at all levels, now and always. Let's create a wonderful, balanced, and genuinely caring world together. And great fulfillment and dreams come true for ourselves and others. Happy transforming and thriving. You most definitely have the power to do so masterfully and joyously. Thank you for joining me. Your presence is vital and very, very much appreciated. As always, bye for now.